Holly G with the Golf Insiders with one of our favorites. He's been awful busy lately. Uh, great to have Jeff Babineau on today. And Jeff, you've been doing a lot of coverage for PGATour.com. Fill, fill me in. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I did the weekend of the Puerto Rico Open. I was down in Puerto Rico, which was a uh, – I, I love going there. I love watching that tournament. I love the stories that are there. I mean, you see guys – Carlos Franco was in the field. I mean, you see guys you haven't seen in a while as an opposite field event, you know, against the WGC, which we had in our backyard here in Bradenton. Um, and then I'm covering Bay Hill all this week, and I'll do some coverage at the Honda. So it's been fun. You know, it's uh, – always love Bay Hill. I've been – going out to that tournament since the mid-80s, and, you know, you always feel Arnie's spirit out there, and it's always a special week. So, you know, they've got uh, golf balls in the air this morning, and I'm sure we're going to have another great tournament. Well, it does seem a little bit odd for those of us uh, inside the ropes, um, as well as fans, because we know this is a huge week in Orlando and Central Florida uh, when everybody tees it up at uh, – the King's House at Bay Hill, but before we uh, we go to that, I wow, move over. Here comes Morikawa winning at the concession. Oh my goodness, Babs, uh, this guy he's got game. Uh, what was it? His I don't know. Well, how how many victories has he had now? In uh, you know what? Has he reached four, three, or four? Yeah, four. Uh, I think. Um, perhaps four, off. In, yeah. Tops yeah. off his PGA championship last year with a WGC. This guy has an incredible iron game, and uh, wow, watch out. Concession, great field. Uh, he's got to be booming with confidence. Yeah, like you say, his iron game is so good. Uh, he's got to contend a lot. It's going to be a matter of what kind of putting week he has. You know, obviously, he's... He was tinkering around with his putting. He got with Mark O'Meara, came up with a, you know, a, a grip that O'Meara used to use there. And what do you call that grip? The shark? I, you know, yeah, it's like the pencil almost. I thought, or the, uh, you know, we have the pencil, the paintbrush, the claw, <laughs> the gator. I don't know the snail. <laughs> yeah, you start putting bad these days. There's about ten stages to go through. Uh, you get bigger grips and full nine yards, but he's a young guy to start tinkering with his putting, but he had a good putting week last week, and uh, you know, I covered him when he won the PGA, you know, when you win a PGA and a WGC before 25, the only other guy in that group is Tiger Woods, so when you start doing stuff, and, and that's the guy there that they're putting you in with, uh, it's pretty special stuff, and he just carries himself so mature, I really, you know, I really enjoy the way he carries himself, smart kid, Great talker, you know, saluted Tiger after the victory, and, uh, you know, big things for him. And right on his heels was another kid from that class I did a feature on this week on the on PGATour.com site, Victor Hovland. So these kids are out there, they're fearless, you know, they've jumped right in and contended at big tournaments, and, uh, you know, that makes them really fun to watch. And, by the way, he finished three ahead of Brooks Kepka and a FedEx Cup champion, Billy Horschel. From uh, Florida, as we know, uh, Billy, yeah. a, a, gator. Uh, a gator. You know, interesting. He his game seems to be coming around. Yeah, you know, it's the time of the year. You're right, you're building toward Augusta, and you're looking to see who's who's building something. So, 
you know, a great example this week is what are we going to see out of uh, Jordan Spieth? Jordan, Jordan Spieth always had the Texas events to support this time of year, you know, right after the, the tour leaves Florida. So he's never played Bay Hill. Uh, he's looking forward to that. It's going to be interesting. The rough, up, the, the rough looks pretty nasty, so Jordan better be driving it well or, or he's going to have a short week. Um, but you, you're looking for signs out of guys. You know, I think Jason Day's kind of building something. He looks like he's... You know, he could have a good week this week and try to build something toward Augusta. These Chambos out there, he's trying to build something toward Augusta. So it's just an interesting time of year uh, to see what guys are, are showing some good signs. You know, a guy like Hovland drill hot. You know, Terrell Hatton is on a nice stretch. Um, so who's who's got some momentum as we head upstate and get into Georgia and, and start that major season pretty soon? Yeah, Terrell, um, well – probably the most mispronounced first name ever, other than my last name. <laughs> well, all right, I'll trump you. Yesterday I said that was Christian Bezadenhut. Bezadenhut, so, uh, okay. Yeah, so Gagan's a piece of cake. Yeah, no no kidding. Uh, so I believe there are 12 of the top 25 teeing it up today. I think so, yeah, I mean, it's tough. You know, it's great. It's You know, you have Invitational. You have, a, you have a really strong golf course in good shape. You have the tradition of Arnold Palmer. You have a big purse. I think you have an extra year on the exemption. So if you win this week, you get a three-year, not a two-year. I mean, talk about job security. Uh, but you're also situated uh, between, you know, between a WGC last week, the players next week, another WGC around the corner. So it's, it's tough. You know, Honda's going to have a tough time uh, getting a really good field on the back end of – of the Players' Championship, because a lot of these guys, the guys that are at Bay Hill are playing, you know, three big events in a row, and they're not going to, most of them are not going to do four and wear themselves out, you know, before they're going to go to the first major of the year. So it's tough, you know, it's really competitive out there on the tour between these tournaments and getting players and getting good fields. So, yeah, I think when you get 12 of the top 25 and you have Rory there and, you know, certainly Bryson DeChambeau there and Hatton, quietly has gone to six in the world, uh, you're going to pat yourself on the back. It's not easy to do. Yeah, and there are you know, plenty hanging outside that top 25 that we know could win you know, any week. So, um, like you said, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a jam-packed year. We know that because of uh, reshuffling after last year. And speaking of last year, Babs, we're – approaching one year next week at the players you and i sat down we did an interview on that wednesday they got the first round in and then everything shut down yeah um we are if you think about it last year terrell Hatton on sunday at bay hill that was the last you know quote-unquote normal golf tournament we really saw you know the big crowds were on 18 and getting the champion sweater up there on 18 green in front of all those people, you know, thousands of fans. And this week there will be fans, but it's limited. Uh, I think it's 25% of the normal crowds. Next week it's players, same thing, fans, but not what you would usually see at the players. Uh, Augusta National, some fan, you know, some patrons, not many, very few. Uh, so, yeah, this is the one-year anniversary. A lot of players have talked about that this week. They miss the fans. They miss the, the buzz. The roar. Yeah, the Sunday at a golf tournament with 
with the roars you hear on different holes and who's doing what, uh, it's part of the, the theater of it. So you know, I think we all miss it, um, and we want it, want it to get back to what we had as, as soon as we can. And in case people have uh, lost track a little bit because of all the, the reshuffling, uh, we are at Bay Hill this week, the players next week, and then Honda, that'll uh, round it out. Uh, the Tampa event, Valspar, has been moved to, is it May? May, right. So, you know, we'll have had five tournaments, uh, you know, completing what we've called the Florida Swing. Well, and you, you have the European Tour because they're shut down in so many different countries. Uh, discussing the possibility of holding some events in Florida. So we could even have the Europeans. Or you want a, you want a busy spring in Florida? Uh, that would do it. Oh, that uh, would be a the, lot of fun. Yeah, we had the LPGA. Uh, started the season here in Orlando. was back in Orlando with, with Annika and uh, playing that event at Lake Nona last week. And uh, we're in Ocala this week. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's busy. I mean, we... We get good weather, and you look around the country at all these places where it's 38 degrees, and you can see why they're playing golf here. The the Corda sisters getting a, a lot of attention as uh, they technically won back-to-back here in Florida. Uh, really special to see uh, the relationship between two sisters and playing at such a high competitive level, Babs. Yeah, they, they get along great. They, you know, they're best friends, and... Uh, it's interesting seeing the parents out there. You know, they, they hopefully get split tea time so they can follow one daughter in the morning and one in the afternoon. Uh, but, yeah, it's special. Uh, it was it was cool here in Orlando at the Diamond Resorts event where they played in the final group together on Sunday with Daniel Kang. That was different. Uh, and Jessica played so well and, and ended up hoisting that trophy. And then, you know, you have Nellie, who's she's just kind of finding her feet, I think. I mean, She's going to win a lot out there. Um, she's probably, I would think, well, she's certainly higher ranked in the world than her sister and might have a little more talent than her sister. And, and you know, big things ahead for her as she starts trying to win the, you know, the LPGA majors and, and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, only two events thus far, but, but lots of uh, cool stories already coming out of those two events. Well, speaking of the LPGA, of course, um, the former commissioner, Commissioner Mike Wan uh, recently dubbed the next uh, uh, head of the USGA. What are your thoughts on on that move? Yeah, I think it's good. I, I'm a Mike Wan fan. I like what he did with the LPGA. I like his energy. I like the fact that he said the USGA job is something that's way out of his comfort zone, and that's good because that challenges him. And, and uh, you know, I think so much of the uh, USGA and what lies ahead is going to be addressing – what we have going on today with distance and, and equipment, you know, these companies make great stuff. The ball's going so far. Uh, you know, when I was talking to Christian Vizayden, who yesterday, the, the South African, uh, who's, who's 30-something in the world, he's rising, young guy. He hits at like 305, you know, in that neighborhood, and he's considered a middle-length player these days. Incredible. And it's and it's crazy. So, so with that on the plate at the USGA, it's good that Mike Juan has a – as a background, you know, working with TaylorMade and with manufacturing and, and understands that, you know, if you come out and say, hey, we need new grooves next year on, on wedges, stuff like that, it's cost, you know, tens of millions of dollars. So I think from a manufacturer's standpoint, they have to be happy that he's in charge too. So 
uh, you know, lots of positive things with um, with the transition there and, and Mike Wan, you know, taking over, you know, sometime, I guess, in the summer. Speaking of transition, it is hard to believe that it's been five years, Bab, since uh, the King, Arnold Palmer, passed. Um, what's the, you know, how's the... What's the spirit out there? The the players certainly, uh, I'm sure, still still missing the king. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why you do see the, the Rorys and Rickies of the world here. They feel the spirit of Arnold Palmer. You know, they put his golf bag out on the end of the range under the umbrella, and yeah, it gives me goosebumps just, every time. Yeah, you see uh, it. yeah, exactly. I have goosebumps right now, and and uh, yeah, Jason Day in 2016 was the last to you know be on that 18th green and, and, you know, come off. Arnold was always there waiting for the champion off 18th green. You know, you think of him just having laughs with Tiger and uh, Ernie Ells and Phil Mickelson and so many great champions there. Um, but you feel his spirit. You definitely do. And and the, the uh, you know, the Arnold and Winnie Palmer Foundation is such a big part of Bay Hill Week. Uh, they do great things. at The local hospital is doing great things. So, you know, it, it just is a huge event for this community, really. Um, so it's it's sad that they don't have the, the full amount of fans out there, but they'll have some, and, and they'll be a good spirit out there always because Arnold Palmer's name is on everything you look at out there. And if it starts to blow in terms of the wind, uh, that that Sunday round by uh, Terrell Hatton was uh, was pretty uh, pretty. Awesome in terms of yeah, getting the, getting the job done last yeah. year. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious from your perspective. The last is it five champions have been international yeah. players. Why do you think yeah. that is? I mean, you know, it's a well, Florida golf course. You'd think so many of these players live in Florida. What what's what do you think that to, the the key yeah, is there? I mean, yeah. You have some wind. I mean, I think that, you know, you have some wind. And I think you always have a strong international field that's here, right? I mean, you go back to the days, and I, I did a piece for PGATOR.com on, on just that stretch of five winners. But looking back, we used to get Jumbo Ozaki here and Sebi Ballesteros and Faldo played and Norman and Price. And you would get all the top – Arnold always wanted the top international world players. And when this was leading up toward – the Players' Championship. It was a natural place for the international guys to, to come over and play a little before they got you know, up the road at Pontevedra Beach. So I think I think part of it is the internationals have always been embraced here. And uh, right now you just have one of those runs. And the last American to stand on 18 green on Sunday room was Matt Every, uh, who went back-to-back. And uh, so we've, we've seen five champions in a row, and the international side is strong enough this week that wouldn't surprise me at all if they make that six. Yeah, that's really a testament to to uh, who Arnold Palmer was. Um, you know, going back, uh, he really helped put you know the Ryder Cup on the map. Uh, you know, going over to to Europe and and uh, you know just elevating its status in those early days and continued to do that, like you said, by welcoming the international players here at Bay Hill. Yeah, I had an interesting conversation. You know, Paul Goidos is back here playing because it's an invitational. He doesn't take up a spot. He plays the Champions Tour, and this is probably a lot of golf course for Paul Goidos these days. In his, I guess he's in his 50s, uh, late 50s, I would think. And uh, we talked about Arnold, and Arnold, Arnold was all about winning. 
know, you talk about Tiger Woods and winning, but Arnold, Arnold was all about winning. And, um, you know, it's it's just amazing what you see out there. It's, it's uh, having these guys in our backyard, the talent out there is incredible. Um, and it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this week and seeing what some of these guys, seeing, you know, a Jordan Speed play this the first time and just seeing what these guys are going to do. So um, it's, it's a special place, and we usually get a special tournament. You mentioned Tiger Woods, who certainly uh, is synonymous with Bay Hill with how many wins, Babs? Eight. Eight. Eight, eight almost eight million dollars in earnings here. Yeah, one tournament, right? And yeah, one tournament. Of course, you know the just shocking news last week, uh, which certainly put a a little bit of uh, a damper on the on the concession. And earlier in the week, until you know we got the news that uh, it looked like um, you know Tiger was going to be okay, okay, you know, with quotation yeah. marks given um, right. the injuries he had. But any update on Tiger at this point? I mean, I, I don't. I just just what I've been seeing. I know they're, you know, he's on the news this morning. I guess he's in decent spirits. Um, what a what a mountain he has to climb again, which is certainly disheartening. Um, and who knows if we're going to see him again on a golf course? Here. We might have the father son. Might be the last time we really saw Tiger Woods as a you know sort of competitive golfer. Who knows? So right now it's all speculation. This is going to play out over such a long period of time. Um, geez, I saw you know Sam Saunders, Arnold's grandson. He was on the green yesterday at Bay Hill. He had broken his leg skiing seven months ago, or seven weeks ago. Wow! And, and yeah, it was amazing to see him out there, and, and you know he's got crutches and struggling and. Uh, yeah, these guys, you know, they're always trying to overcome something. What, you know, thank God Tiger lived through what happened uh, Absolutely. in L.A. And, and certainly everyone's wishing him the best. I mean, he's the he's the guy that makes the train run out there, and every single player knows that. And I think every single player, you know, is wishing him well as he, he starts the long road to recovery. Well, um, we, uh, of course, have all of our thoughts and prayers going uh, towards Tiger's recovery, and uh, you know, you never can count them out, Babs, right? No, I've learned that, for <laughs> sure. We saw that at the Masters in 19. You uh, you don't write this guy off ever, um, so uh, if, he does, if he does come back, I mean, I can't imagine the, uh, the reception of that first tournament when he, did, when he gets back inside those ropes, so uh, yeah, somebody who's mentioned every great player has always gone to St. Andrews, and Walked over that bridge one last time, and they, that that's next summer in uh, in Scotland. And what what a scene that would be to see, you know, a Tiger Woods back, you know, and any, you know, who knows, who knows what's going to happen. It's just uh, it's a wait and see, and you know, all you can do is wish them the best. So uh, Sunday. Babs, who's going to be putting on that oh, uh, red cardigan sweater? That's a good question. Probably hard to throw a dart on this one, isn't it? It is hard to throw. It's hard. It's, you know, I think I would I, I would probably maybe lean maybe toward Rory. I think he's playing very well. But he just needs a little extra push to get across the, the finish line. And he's at a place where he has a lot of confidence, a lot of good finishes. And, 
maybe Rory's the guy out there that's uh, wearing that sweater again like he's, he's done once already. Well, here's here's my pick. Ah, Paul Come here. Casey. Yeah, I like that. We extend our international winners, right? Both of our picks. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, maybe we both jinxed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Babs, always good to spend time with you, our former Orlando Sentinel golf columnist, and. Uh, uh, Golf Week senior writer and, and now uh, scribing for the PGA Tour dot com. Uh, always appreciate your time, Babs. Have a have See a great week. Good to chat with you. We'll talk to you soon.